before the episode starts, I'd just like to give a massive thank you to my friend, Franz Amiskwa. He was actually the one who let me borrow his microphone and audio interface. So if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been able to record these first two episodes of my little passion project. So a big, massive thank you, Franz. Once again, you were the catalyst to this whole freaking thing. So <laughs> shout out to you, my bro. Thanks. Kia ora whanau, my name is Hezron Albin and welcome to Te Passion Project. Te Passion Project is a podcast aimed at those people who are wanting to take that first step towards making it happen. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the show. Honestly man, I never thought that recording a podcast would be this hard. This is probably my 50th take of tonight, just recording these first couple of sentences. So frick, this is pretty hard man. Anyway, um, the dream that I was alluding to in my previous episode, the dream that I quit my job in order to chase. If you don't have enough time to listen to the end of this episode, I'll give it to you now. My dream is to become a pilot, a commercial pilot. Yay, hooray, cool, yep. (laughs) One of those, uh, yeah, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain, Hezron speaking. Welcome aboard Hez Airways flight number 123. If you look out to the left of the aircraft, you will see a wing or whatever it is that people see to the left of the aircraft. (laughs) Yeah, the dream, I think it would have started when I was a young boy. I had this VHS tape and it was a documentary of all these like old school warplanes and and commercial airliners and things like that. I think that's what sort of sort of I think that's what sort of planted the seed in my mind. Dang, yeah, no, nah, recording is freaking <laughs> I wasn't anticipating this. Anyway, um, the plan originally out of high school was to enroll into a flight training provider. My parents were sort of reluctant at letting me pursue that path outright because the training provider, it wasn't a, it wasn't a degree. And I think my parents' dream for me at that time was to graduate from university and be capped and awarded a bachelor's degree. Yeah, so like everyone else who is unsure as to what they should enroll themselves into, I enrolled myself into a business degree. I graduated with a degree in marketing and commercial law, and that's what I did. That's what I dedicated around three years of my life towards. And I sort of let that override this initial dream that I had for myself. So around halfway through the degree, it was, you know, just one of those normal routine days. I was studying in the library. Um, I had some tests coming up, some exams coming up. I went home. I went home like every other normal day. My dad and mom greeted me. They asked how my day was and I was like, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. But for some reason or another, this one day that was just an ordinary day, I snapped and I had an argument with my parents. After my dad asked me how my day was, I was like, yeah, nah, man, my day was shit and it was because of you guys. My day is shit because I'm at university pursuing you know this 
freaking degree that I don't even want to do in the first place. I'm feeling the way I'm feeling because of you. I'm feeling the way I'm feeling because you guys have forced me into this degree that I don't even want to do in the first place. Man, and that was one of the toughest conversations that I've ever had with my parents. We had a pretty big fight. I was chucking some pretty low blows, man. I was talking all this smack about how my parents moved from the Philippines to New Zealand in order to give us, you know, better chances, better opportunities to to do what we want to do with our lives in terms of a career. And I was like, man, what was the point of you guys coming here if I don't even have the chance to do what I want to do, if I don't even have the chance to chase what I want to chase? That was, yeah, that was a damn hard conversation to have with them. At the time, my sister was in her second to last year of high school, I think she would have been. So I told my parents, I was like, man, if you guys force her into something that she doesn't want to do, not only have you failed me, but you've also failed her as well. And that's not something that I wanted my sister to have to deal with. I don't want her to have to get halfway through a degree and to have a fight with our parents about how miserable she was feeling because of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, towards the end of the conversation, I could see that, you know, he was just getting tired of this bickering back and forth between him and myself. So uh, he was just like, you know what, if you're feeling this crappy about it, just quit uni now and enroll into your flight school tomorrow. You know, if this is something you're so um, passionate about, this is something that you're willing to to fight us about, then just go freaking do it. You know, those weren't his words verbatim. I'm just, you know, summarizing it. It was uh, quite a long time ago, but that's pretty much what he said. The reason why I didn't immediately enroll into flight school the day after we had that conversation was because I was already halfway through my degree. I was already halfway through, and if I had just quit then, I reckon I would have carried that mentality with me throughout the rest of my life. You know, if I had gotten halfway through some sort of undertaking or a goal or an action that I had put, that I'd set for myself, if I wasn't feeling it, if I was having a bad time with it, I would have just quit. And that's not something that I could have lived with myself if I had done that's not something that I would let myself do today either so I decided to bite the bullet and to finish off the rest of my degree I had a massive change in mindset that I needed to finish this in order to pursue what I had in mind for myself it was just one of those steps that I needed to take for the you know bigger picture so I finished my degree and I walked across that stage I shook the vice chancellor's hand and honestly that was one of the most proud moments of my life it was for my parents that I had done that This was one of the reasons why they moved over here in the first place is that so 
we could receive an education and receive an education I did. Frick, man, like I said in that previous episode, I got this damn student loan that I'm still very, very worried about. Um, if anyone can, you know, help me out with that, you know, I wouldn't mind. I'll flick you my bank account later on. Cool, sweet. So, yeah, I finished my degree and I sort of sat on my ass for the next few years. And by sitting on my ass, I mean I was working that job. It was kind of cool because I got to dress up wearing suits and I wore a tie every now and then, which I enjoy thoroughly. If there's one thing you should know about me is that I really, really, really like suiting up. I feel like every time I put on a suit, I'm like putting on like, you know, what's it what's it called? Freaking like armor. Yeah, I feel like I'm putting on armor and I'm getting ready for war when I put on my, my boots and, and things like that. I don't know. It's just something dumb that I that I put myself uh, It's a dumb mind frame that I put myself into whenever I dress for work. I feel like I'm going to war. (laughs) Anyway, I put off pursuing my dream for a very long time. And the only thing that I can attribute that to is because I was scared. I was afraid to actually take my own life into my own hands and to direct it and to steer it into where I wanted it to go. I guess there was a sense of comfort when, you know, someone tells you that you should do this and you should do that because at least when someone tells you to go somewhere or do something, you know, it's set. Like, it's set. For example, I was told to go to university. I went to university. University had this whole timetable and things like that. But taking... Taking it into my own hands, I think, was a very, very daunting task for me to do because it is not something that I had previously done before. Taking, you know, making my decisions and owning them and taking responsibility for them. I think taking responsibility for the decisions that you make is probably one of the most scary things to do. It's the thing of nightmares, man. (laughs) Like, the consequences that you face... You're only facing them because you put yourself there. And I think I was just very reluctant to to do that to myself. I wasn't yet ready. I wasn't yet mature enough to take it by the horns and to just freaking ride the bull, man. I was just coming up with all these, all these excuses. I was just procrastinating and putting it off. And I just got sick of it, man. So one day I emailed an aero club and I was like, hey, look, I'm keen to come for a trial flight and see what your training facility is like. They got back to me in a few hours and I was like, oh, dang, that was pretty quick. So, you know, I shouted about, shout out about how much would that have been? Would have been around $300 or something just for a freaking introductory flight, which was pretty freaking amazing. I remember the flight instructor he took me up and the second we uh the second we took off i was like bro you've probably got the most amazing job in the world and he was like huh yeah it's work so which is kind of funny because the way he viewed his job 
which I thought was amazing, was the way that I viewed my job, which wasn't so amazing. So, you know, he just said it so nonchalantly. He was like, yeah, no, this is all right. So anyway, um, we landed and I had the best time of my life. I was pretty freaking sure that this is what I wanted to do with my life. So after the flight, a couple of days later, I had actually emailed the club again and I was like, hey, uh, thanks so much for the introductory flight. I am very keen on enrolling myself into the PPL the professional pilot's license, professional, sorry, then goes to show I'm not yet a pilot. PPL means private pilot's license. <laughs> they didn't end up replying to me for some reason. So I never bothered following up. I was like, man, if these guys ain't keen to have me, then I ain't keen to be there. So yeah, uh, again, I came up with another excuse. I was like, you know what? This flight thing maybe n might not be for me if this flight school didn't even reply to my inquiry of, of enrolling. So again, I was like, dang, like, here we go. Another cycle of, of another hurdle. I'm going to let this, you know, get get the better of me. So again, I put it off for another couple of months. So anyway, these ads sort of started popping up on Facebook about learning how to fly in the Philippines. And that wasn't something I'd considered to do, to move to another country in order to learn how to fly. I mean, Aotearoa, man, this is home, bro. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a Kiwi, man. Like, if I were to move anywhere overseas, the land of the long white cloud is where I would want to be at the end of the day, 100%. New Zealand is home. So yeah, these ads started popping up and I was like, hmm, you know what, maybe. So I clicked on the link and one of the requirements, sorry, not one of them, there were three main requirements that you needed to meet in order to be considered for the the what would you call it the cadetship the first requirement was that you needed to be a holder of a philippine passport the second requirement was that you needed to be a holder of a university degree and the third main requirement was that you needed to be able to understand read and write english so i had the second and third requirements i had Philippine passport, I didn't because I was born here in New Zealand. I'm not a Filipino citizen. So I looked into getting myself a Filipino citizenship. I jumped onto the website to see what I needed to do in order to be issued a Filipino passport. So I did this and I did that. And I actually went to the embassy in Wellington, which is where the uh, Philippine embassy is located in, in New Zealand. So <laughs> it was real funny, man, because Filipinos, they usually want to leave the Philippines and move away from the place. I was the only dude who had an application to, to get into that, into the country, man. So it actually got processed quite fast. Um, so as you can tell, probably I ended up getting that Filipino passport you can probably see where this is going. 
So part of the dream that I have of becoming a commercial pilot is to move to my motherland, the Philippines. I <laughs> I'm moving to the freaking Philippines in order to pursue this dream. Oh. Yeah, like I said, not many people move into this country. A majority of its inhabitants move out. That's why we've got this freaking thing called the OFW, which is the Overseas Filipino Worker. Uh, and when you fly into the Philippines, there's actually a line dedicated to what they call like Balik Bayan and OFW. Balik Bayan means like returning countrymen. So <laughs> there's a whole queue in the airports for this category of people, OFWs and Balik Bayans. So, man, like, yeah, part of this dream entails me moving into this country. I can't really call it a foreign country because I'm Filipino, but um, it is a foreign country to me because I grew up pretty Western, Westernized, I should say. I don't know what it's like to, to live there. I can barely speak the language. Nandito ako pinanganak pero nakaintindi naman ako. I was born here but I can understand the language. Speaking it though is a different story. Um, so yeah, twofold, twofold, um, what would you call it? Two components of, of the move to the Philippines is number one, I am pursuing the stream. And number two, I am going to be learning about my culture. And my culture is something that I am very proud of. Being a Filipino born in, in New Zealand, uh, it's, yeah, it's a very, very big part of, of who I am as a person. So the people of New Zealand, the indigenous Maori, they are called the Tangata Whenua. Tangata Whenua means the people of the land. The national anthem of the Philippines is Lupang Hinirang, which means the chosen land. So I was like, I was, I was really reflecting on that. And if you put together Lupang Hinirang and Tangata Whenua, what you get is the people of the chosen land. And I thought that was pretty dope. Like, I thought that was real cool. So check this though, at work. Um, before I left, uh, yeah, before I left, it was, it was on my birthday, on my 25th birthday, my colleagues had actually got together and got me a birthday present. What they got for me was a, a uh, punamu necklace. Punamu is green stone and it's considered taonga in the Maori culture. Taonga means treasure. So they gave me this green stone necklace and the only thing that I could think about was that it was such an honor and a privilege to be the first recipient of that taonga, to be the first steward of it. So it was the symbol, it was a heitoki, which is was like a, like a digging tool, a cutting tool. It was the expression, I considered it the expression of the bond between the origin of my blood and the land that I was born in. Yeah, man, I, I freaking love this country, man. There's this comedian, I forget his name, so I can't credit him. But 
he had this little sketch and he was like, if you're a Kiwi overseas and you're lost, there is like a distress signal that every Kiwi has. So if you're lost, all you got to do is sing, If you're a Kiwi, you'll know how the song goes. Just say iwi to a Kiwi and they'll let you know what it means. It's one of those, if you know, you know. So shout out to all my, uh, to, to all the New Zealanders, man. All the bratis, all the bratis do the mahi and get the treat sort of ones so all that i'm trying to say is that if you've got a dream go out there and make it happen start at a level that's easy until it's easy for you to do it at any level you know nike is very good they've already like trademarked one of the most iconic phrases ever like to just do it. That's that's all it is, man, is to just do it. So if there's a dream that you are wanting to pursue, if there's anything holding you back from from making that a reality, like nah. Like do not let anything get in your way. Be mongrel. Be be hungry. Be let it be the first thing you think about when you wake up and the last thing that you think about before you go to sleep like want it to happen so much that it's all you talk about want it to happen so much that you start a freaking podcast about it which (laughs) what i've done so yeah thank you again for your patience and for listening to me rambling on about this bullshit i really really appreciate you all um for the support that you've given me in 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 this journey of recording my thoughts in in the format of a podcast so once again thank you so much for tuning in and kakite ano peace